are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you with the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find him on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I am terrific. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, we talked talked yesterday about just how close training camp really is. Uh, you, you got me kind of fired up for it. I'm ready to go. We talked ADP Twins yesterday. We're going to take some listener questions here today. We got some good ones. Uh, let's let's jump right into yeah. it, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. First question comes from uh, a buddy of mine, John Hogue at Superflex Dude on Twitter. Uh, John uh, hosts a couple of podcasts of his own. He also handles the Superflex ADP for us over at DLF. Uh, so we definitely appreciate uh, John's place in this community. He's got a good question here. How aggressive are you willing to be in drafting the big three tight ends? If there's no tight end premium, uh, so that's that's the first part of of John's question, and I guess the first question for me or first response from me would be, who are the big three tight ends? I think he's referring here <laughs> yeah. to Kelsey Kittle to Kelsey Kittle Waller, but again, based on value, we've we've got to include Kyle Pitts in that. I, I talked about our DLF ADP. Kyle Pitts is now actually ahead of George Kittle. In our in that dynasty ADP, and uh, I think in a lot of leagues, uh, you would see Kyle Pitts actually be being drafted as the tight end one already uh, this off season ahead of all of those guys. So I would I would amend John's question to big four. being a big four tight ends. So let's let's try to answer it though. Big four tight ends. There's no tight end premium. You're starting one tight end every week. Are are you trying to get one of those guys knowing you've got to spend a, a second or a third round pick to get them? Or are you maybe going with a different strategy at that position? See, I'm not sure I can do it with Pitts quite yet. And I might regret that. Yeah. And I do own them. I've, I've picked them second overall in a rookie draft recently. I love them. I just would like to see a little more. And maybe this hype train's gotten a little out of hand. I mean, to take them over George Kittle or maybe Waller. Um, I mentioned on yesterday's show, and I think this proved itself over and over, tight ends fade, great tight ends fade away slow. I mean, even Witten, Gates, Gonzalez, I mean, just over the last 20 years, tremendous Hall of Fame type tight ends usually don't fall off cliffs, which makes me pretty willing to invest in these guys. So yes, I would be aggressive. And part of it, and I think all of us have been there, when you don't even when you're struggling and you're you're you know patching together the tenth, eleventh, fourteenth, fifteenth best tight end to start every week, you're at such a disadvantage. And in redraft leagues last year, I very much believe Kelsey was the the fantasy MVP. It was like you know that guy had a different another starter that you didn't. I want to be that player. Yeah, I agree. It's it's. It's just such a tough choice. Uh, I mentioned the second or third round pick that you have to spend and looking at the players that are being drafted uh, around Travis Kelsey. I mean, it's A.J. Brown and Antonio Gibson and Stefan Diggs and Najee Harris. 
I think I want those guys over Kelsey, uh, especially at, at his age. And sure. uh, you drop down into the third round. That's where we find Waller, Pitts, and Kittle, according to July DLF ADP. That's more and, my and speed. And other players, other players in that range, Jamar Chase, J.K. Dobbins, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, McLaurin, ETN. I'm just not going to come out of most drafts with, with one of these elite tight ends. And, and that leads to John's second question here. He says, if there is a tight end premium, but you miss out on those top options, then what is your approach? And, you know, we can try to pretend that we know who that next breakout tight end is going to be. We do it every year, right? We, we think we know who it's going to be, but then here comes Logan Thomas. Uh, or here comes... Um, there's a lot of examples, yeah, without question. Right, Rob, Robert Tunyon. Right. So sometimes those guys are harder to predict and, and project than uh, than we like to think. Uh, I mean, we're we're still waiting on Ian Thomas. We're still waiting on Chris Herndon and uh, basically giving up on those two guys ever ever returning anything. So what is your strategy? You miss Kelsey Kittle, Waller, and Pitts. Now what? Do you take a shot on one of those young up and comers? Are you spending a bunch of later picks and trying to use that volume approach? I too often do that. I always make the jokes about yeah. I have an affinity for hot young tight ends, and I end up with <laughs> six or seven of them on my roster. And once once in a while, they turn into something, but usually they clog up my roster. So I'm trying to get away from that. But I, uh, as startup goes, I mean. The 13th, 14th round, I'm looking going, but that guy's pretty good. I'm going to grab him. Um, I We didn't mention the word TJ Hawkinson. To me, he's right on the heels of those elite tier. So if he falls around further, I'm attacking him. I think Goddard is also not far behind. I'm also really warming up to Noah Fant more and more too. So if we want to call those type of guys, you know, young, high pedigree, um, obvious target situations in their favor, the tier two, then I'm very aggressive in that group. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, TJ Hawkinson uh, is a fifth rounder now, according again to DLF ADP, Uh, Mark Andrews in round six, Noah Fant in round seven, uh, Dallas Goddard also in round seven. So uh, that's, that's not tight end premium ADP. John was asking Mm -hmm. about tight end premium. So in, in those leagues, of course, you know, bump everything up at least around, I would say, depending on uh, more, exactly yeah. what the premium is. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even more. Uh, but I like that approach. Just trying to pick your spot with, with one of the, one of those guys. And I think there's enough of them. Uh, you're not always going to get them right. Of course, maybe, maybe you get the next Ian Thomas or, or Chris Herndon, but uh, eventually with the, with the age of specifically Waller and, uh, and Kelsey, we're going to have some other tight ends breaking into this top tier soon, I think. John U. Smith's a guy I just want to throw out there because I own him everywhere, and that might come back to bite me. Uh, I just think that he's going to be the Patriots' best receiver this year. Yeah, I think a lot of people, and, and I would include myself in this, are still trying to figure out exactly what that uh, that Johnny Smith-Hunter Henry split is going to look like, and um, and then, of course, there's concerns about the Patriots' offense in general. And uh, I mean, even if those guys are the top two targets in the passing game, is that even something you want? 
So, uh, but but both of them have lost value as a result of uh, probably being teamed up with each other. So I, I think there's value to be had, um, maybe even with with doubling up and stacking those guys, or uh, if you feel strongly about one versus the other, uh, like you seem to do, Matt. Then, then definitely taking your shot there. Yeah, I just think Johnny Smith's probably the best weapon in that passing game. Yeah, yeah, I would not, I would not disagree with that, Matt. When we come back, we've got some more listener questions. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including. Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action as well. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs for the playoff. Head to the website or use your mobile device, very easy, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. 50%. You're going to use our locked on, locked on promo code, locked on, all one word, all caps, 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Matt, we are back. We were talking tight end value uh, in our first segment. We've got a TJ Hawkinson question here, so this will be perfect for you. This comes from Zeppi uh, at jbronk underscore 14 on Twitter. Uh, Zeppi says, would you trade Devontae Adams for two 2022 first rounders, Debo Samuel and TJ Hawkinson? Uh, he says his wide receiver core is Lockett, Claypool, Julio, Boyd, Pittman, and more. We don't know which more that is. I that could be DJ, could yeah, be yeah. Elijah, could be, could be Rondo. Rondo. Yeah, right. Good point. <laughs> he said, uh, I've, I've got some nice depth. He does have some nice depth. I don't know. I don't know outside of Claypool if he has that elite upside uh, right now. Lockett, Julio. Um, and even maybe. including Claypool, he doesn't have a slam dunk start every week guy. Right, right. So... Um, Unless it is DJ, Moore. can can he afford to move Devonte Adams? I guess is the question. He's getting again two first rounders plus Debo Samuel and TJ Hawkinson. Is this a deal you would do? Well, there's other receivers in his stable that I would prefer to move, and obviously you're not going to get the same you know response, the same price tag back. I just think this is too good. Of, uh, I don't care what his, his receiver room is. If you're going to give me two firsts, a tight end that we just talked about that we really like, and I'm not a, a huge Debo believer, but he's a nice piece. I think that's just as better value. Like, if you put these two sides on the scale, I think Devontae Adams comes up light compared to the four things he's getting. Totally agree. Uh, Devontae Adams is not old by any means, but he's uh, he's getting to that point where we worry about his value dropping off regardless of his production. I mean, we saw a guy like DeAndre Hopkins uh, lose a couple rounds of value uh, despite another big year this past year. So that same thing could definitely happen to Devontae Adams soon. Uh, to get two first-rounders, you you would think T.J. Hawkinson's worth a first-rounder. Yeah, yeah. um, maybe Debo Samuel's borderline, but you're getting a, a really nice return on Devontae Adams here, and that's not – 
to even mention the uh, the concerns about possibly losing his quarterback uh, in, in Aaron Rodgers. So with all of that combined, totally agree with you. I want uh, I want to uh, sell Adams in this case and take the the package, the first rounders, Samuel and TJ Hawkinson. And then I might take Debo Boyd in one of those first rounders and try to land McLaurin or mm. even Judy. I mean, I, I mean, a young potential yep. one. You know what I mean? DJ Moore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those types. I like that idea as well. Yeah, well, you you would have enough depth there at the receiver position to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Next question comes from Brian. Uh, it's at B Ball Club. Uh, he says, "How do you approach a startup superflex dynasty draft? I know the priority level is raised with quarterbacks, but is that?" Uh, the only really major change, if the settings elsewhere are normal, do you try to leave a specific round with your starting quarterbacks? Why don't you handle this one? I mean, I know you're pretty, and not that you have rules, but you're pretty set in your adding quarterbacks early routine. Yeah, I think I think you have to be, especially with uh, the way we've seen the the quarterback position change value this off season. Um, if you look at at any ADP of Superflex leagues, you're going to see at least eight quarterbacks in the first round, mm-hmm. and and maybe as many as as ten or so. Uh, because of that, uh, certainly, I, I think you have to come out of round one with a quarterback. I like to I like to have two quarterbacks with my first two picks, uh, whether I'm uh, moving up or down within those first couple rounds or not. I want my first two picks to be quarterbacks. Um, again, it's just the position change that we've seen, the value change that we've seen. And it's largely because of so many young quarterbacks, uh, entering the league that, uh, just come in with, with almost immediate value. We're certainly seeing it this year with Trevor Lawrence and, uh, and Justin Fields and Trey Lance, all those guys, uh, being valued as, as quarterback ones, as top 12 quarterbacks already, um, I would also suggest uh, go back and listen. We did uh, we did an episode, a team building episode, uh, a few weeks ago, where we basically went through the first few rounds of Superflex ADP and and chose chose players based on that. If we were in this round, if we had these choices, who would we take? And that was that was very quarterback heavy. Oh yeah. Uh, my last little thing to add there is. Certainly don't sleep, and, and frankly, I'd be the opposite. I would actively try to add people that, you know, quarterbacks that the, the world is down on. Cam Newton, Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston. You know, high pedigree guys for the most part that have done good fantasy things. Maybe Garoppolo's a little different than the rest, but uh, I mean, I'll, I'll gladly have Jameis Winston, Darnold, and Wentz. Yeah, I like that advice as well. We focus so much as as I was doing on the the first round, the top quarterbacks, but there's there's just so much value uh, at the quarterback position uh, that you want them. However, you can get them, and and if you play the waiting game uh, and and load up on some of those guys who who have lost value and can be had uh, not in the first couple rounds, but maybe maybe even in the double digit rounds, uh, even of a super flex draft. Uh, you're you're going to get a chance to sell those guys and and flip those guys for value in in almost every case. 
and worst case, you you start them, and and they're they're an okay quarterback too in most weeks. Yeah, right, a hundred percent. I mean, they're highly talented guys. You see a lot of quarterback movement in the NFL. People don't give up on top five picks like Darnold and Winston and Wentz, you know, easily. And you throw in guys like Cam Newton that can still run and you know do a lot of things too. Uh, even the Jacoby Brissetts of the world. I mean, I'm I'm adding those guys because they could spot start in a, a blink of an eye. Matt, when we come back, we'll take a couple more listener questions. All right, let me take a chance here. You know, a little time out of our to talk about RockAuto.com. Um, they've been a really good good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, at a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever. you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They, rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how, do you, how did you hear about us box. So they know that we sent you. That's locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Folks, I want to take a minute here to tell you guys about Built Bar. They've been a really great sponsor and ally here to the entire Locked On Network and to my family as well. My son's 14. He's really into lifting weights now and working out. He just crushes Built Bars as soon as they pretty much walk in the door. Um, my wife is kind of a chocolate connoisseur and she's real picky about the, you know, in these bars. Some of the chocolate you get on the outside is really waxy. Not the case at all with Built Bar. And there's 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcotta, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp to go around to go with the original 12 flavors. Uh, they're great for the health conscious guy or woman. Um, you lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Um, some of these, all these bars have a little bit different qualifications, but let's just pick one out of the air here. Peanut butter has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only five grams of sugars and five grams of net carbs. Um, how about cookies and cream only has 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. And that's what you get with all these, which is unbelievable. So go to builtbar.com, use our promo code locked 15. That's locked one, five, all one word. And you get 15% off your next order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. 
Matt, our next question comes from Nick. It's at Nick Pentakoff on Twitter. Uh, he's got a simple one, but uh, there's there's a lot to this as well. Will Kyle Pitts be worth his ADP? Uh, another tight end question. Talked about Kyle Pitts earlier. I do think he's part of that big four when you look at the tight end position. I mentioned he has a third round ADP right in the middle of the third round. Uh, and that makes him currently tight end three. Though, as I said, a lot of leagues you look at, a lot of new drafts you look at, don't be surprised at all if he's actually the first tight end drafted. Can he pay off this ADP in this lofty value, Matt? Well, yeah, he can. This is a yes-no question. Will Kyle Pitts be worth his ADP? To me, the answer is no. I mean, I'm not buying him at that price in startup. But not to hedge my bets too much, I am buying him in rookie drafts at the second pick, the third pick, um, because I don't really like this rookie class. So, in terms of startups, no, and we talked about that earlier in the show. In terms of rookie class, yeah. So, you mentioned earlier that you do like to try to lock down one of those elite tight ends, Mm -hmm. and and you see a a big gap between the four and everyone else, which I agree with. But you don't love Pitts at his his ADP of tight end three and a third rounder. I'm just not certain Uh, he's in the big four yet. I know those other three are. Right. So, he's there value-wise, but maybe he's not there production-wise yet. Um, uh, well, let's let's frame it this way. If we're sitting here a year from now and we're looking at tw- at July 2022 ADP, do you think Kyle Pitts is higher than a mid third rounder or lower? Does his ADP uh, does he get into that top two rounds or is he more of a fourth or fifth rounder like Hawkinson and, and Fant now? I would be shocked if he has the rookie season that some expect. I mean. I think he'll be an every week starter in fantasy this year. I think he'll be really good. I think he's an amazing NFL prospect. But I think there's something to young tight ends take a while. And I think his situation's really good, but will it be really good a year from now? Maybe. Uh, I mean, I'm infatuated with him. I just think the love's gone a little far. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I do. I mean, I do think he. I, I think he'll be the dynasty tight end one this time next year. Okay. Uh, I, I do. Meaning, I, I, I think he'll be drafted right. ahead of Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, uh, Hawkins, and everyone else. I, I just don't know how much meat on the bone there is for him to rise. I mean, can can he be a first round dynasty startup pick? Ooh. I mean, we we've seen Kelsey there. We've Years ago, we saw Gronk there. I mean, Gronk was the second overall player in in ADP uh, for you know a two or three month span in the off season. Several and he probably years lived ago. up to it. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. Well, again, that was that was a positional advantage thing or a positional scarcity situation, and and that's still what we're talking about. You know, actually, I mean, if we if twenty twenty one is is the tight end breakout year. And we finally see Hawkinson and Fant and and Goddard and you know all of these guys take that next step. That could actually hurt Pitt's value. Yeah, good point. Uh, if if there's not a big gap between him and and the rest of the pack. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of candidates that could break out. Irv Smith. I mean, we go down the line. Gerald Everett. You know, I mean, they're cheap as could be right now. You mentioned it earlier in the show. I just can't take Pitts 
in the Acres, Najee, Gibson, AJ Brown neighborhood. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, a little, a little too early for me. Matt, our last question of the day. This comes from Parker at P Clutch on Twitter. If you have a stacked lineup and a stacked bench, how aggressive are you in trading for current top assets? For example, uh, condensing guys like J.K. Dobbins and DeAndre Swift for a Christian McCaffrey to increase chances of winning this year. Are you making those types of trades? A couple of, I guess we could say borderline elite or second, third round type assets for a top top five asset, maybe even a top one asset in Christian McCaffrey. Are you doing that? Usually not. Usually those yeah, things have same, burned me. Same here. Yeah. I mean, usually those things have not gone well for me. I don't think I would ever go, like in a poker analogy, I'm not pushing all my chips in, ever. But there's times when I'm going to be more aggressive than others. But it probably isn't for McCaffrey, it's probably for Dobbins or Swift. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I might be aggressive and put two picks together to grab Najee Akers, Gibson, something like that, or an asset and, you know, somebody that's a bird in the hand but still young that's valuable I don't know that I'm ever buying heavy on Saquon or Kamara. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I, I guess the only, uh, only thing I would add to that, was, it, it would be a timing thing for me. I would not do that type of deal right now. Um, if we're if we're in the middle of the season and I, I think I have a strong contender, whether I'm in first place and, and kind of cruising or if I need a couple of wins, that's when I'm more likely to make a move like this. But in general, it goes back to what we've talked about so many times. I don't want to buy those declining assets, especially when I'm using uh, players that I think are going to gain value, you know, ascending assets mm-hmm. uh, to do it. So if I look at Dobbins or, or Swift guys like that as players that I think could be, uh, first rounders this time next year. And, and I think McCaffrey could be on the wrong side of that. Then no, that's not a deal I would want to make. Yeah. I mean, just think a year ago, you have a loaded dynasty team. You think you're the best team in the league. You're good at the receiver position. Your foundation is Barkley and McCaffrey, you know, awesome players one year ago. And by week three, you look at your team be like, I might be out of it already. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's wild, but that's that really is how quickly things change, and, and that's part of the reason I wouldn't make this type of move right now. Right, that's what uh, the time Again, is I'm, right. I'm waiting until the mid-season, the middle of the season, to consider anything like this. You're, you know, 7-2 and two in Week 9. Yeah, you could probably convince me to add a, a stud running back that's a little older than I usually would have bought and try to put some money in my pocket. Yep, exactly. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.